everybody, check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. The Frankie Files. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com Guys, I've got a cult podcast recommendation for you. The Cult Vault Podcast. It's a deep dive, long format podcast that focuses on the testimonies of cult survivors and victims of high demand groups. Your host is Casey, releasing weekly interviews with people from all over the world who've experienced the coercion, manipulation, and undue influence that takes place in some of the world's most infamous cults. So check out the Cult Vault podcast wherever you hear and download podcasts. It's worth it. The Frankie Files. Cults, Mind Control, and Sexuality in Society by Frankie Tease. Follow me on Reddit at Frankie Tease and on Twitter at Frankie Tease for supplemental discussion. Join me on my new Substack at frankietease.substack.com, which covers timely news on cults, which there's a lot of. (laughs) It's going to shock you. The Frankie Files podcast is researched, written, Recorded and edited by me, Frankie Tees. Trigger warning. Some people may find topics discussed in this episode difficult. Please proceed with caution. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 15 of The Frankie File. Still here? Well, things are getting so busy for me. Um, I think most of you have heard the blurbs I did to encourage you to go to frankietees.substack.com where I'm doing timely releases of news related to just cults in the news. It's so sad to watch these things in real time as uh, Nexium's Rainier has been in the news trying to get out of prison early. Um, Luz Del Mundo Garcia is in the news who is accused of child rape over generations for several families. And, you know, these victims are blogging, writing warnings that their abusers getting out of jail. And I can only imagine the pain of wondering if this person's, this predator is going to be among us again. I'll be launching the use of a new hashtag, Occupy Cults. Occupy Cults certainly speaks for itself. It's time that we get the word out about the damage these cults do financially emotionally, psychologically, sexually, generationally. And that's part of what prompted me to begin speaking out. Stories I've sat on for 40 years. You know, I was in my 20s when I left, and I'd been there a decade plus, so about 12 years. So while both of the original leaders of the cult, I survived Morningland Church, which is now named the Monastery in Long Beach, California. Not all of my family is even speaking based upon our trauma. This is how long it lasts. 
It lasts a lifetime. The damage done lasts a lifetime. Their trauma-based mind control to keep us in fear and from leaving and to keep us indentured slaves worked. And if we can make it as common knowledge, see something, say something. Kids know not to get into vans with strangers, not to talk to strangers. This is how common knowledge, cult awareness needs to be. The hashtag Occupy Cults should be placed on anything you want the awareness raised on. I notified the press my list that I use, and I hope that it will help them find stories to raise the awareness and to disseminate this information even more widely than it is now. So check out the hashtag Occupy Cults. Wear it on a t-shirt. Chalk it on the neighborhood. Get the word out. Occupy Cults means just that. Pay attention to what's going on. Those survivors who are trying to speak out need your support. It's extremely difficult for us. So thanks for listening and uh, check out Occupy Cults, the hashtag. The Frankie Files. So in today's episode, I aim to challenge your views on the entanglement of sexuality and religion and put forth that they are not only insincere partners, but are surely corrupted and about totalist control. Some episodes are more driven by articles. This one's driven by opinion and experience, with a few examples of religion and the news abusing their power over people sexually. To highlight, (laughs) I, I tell you, this is stuff I've been contemplating for, say, 40 years. After surviving sexual slavery, 35, surviving sexual slavery... Because I was a religious teenage sex slave, I have a lot to say on the topic of sexuality in society. Strap in, people. It's going to be my hot take. Sexuality has always been intertwined with religion. Yes, but take a moment with me to doubt its reasons. Let's really get into the fact that you can't think about a religious doctrine without hearing right alongside of it about the sex guidance of that doctrine. I'm here to question the motive of it. As a ritual abuse survivor, I heard many reasons given from authorities in the church on why I was about to be a sex slave. As I was abused, I made sure to repeat what an honor it was because fighting back or arguing was not an option. At that point, I was living on the premises. My leaders controlled my food. I had no money or job. They controlled my sleep, information, media, and every single moment of my life. Every decision. Coercion is an under-discussed and recognized form of rape and sex slavery. I guess people imagine all rape happens at gunpoint, but it doesn't. Coercion can take the form of religious servitude. God is telling us who you need to sexually service. Now get to it. A few examples of doctrine intermingled with sex that are kind of high profile include Judaism, which requires circumcision of men very early. Catholicism forces priests to be celibate. Some paganism and neo-paganism have strange wedding mating rituals that include the entire community on wedding night. Yikes. God has always been telling us how to behave sexually. Hinduism have gods of fertility, and so do some African religions like Voodooism. Native American Indians have fertility spirits. Can we just establish what a slippery slope that is? Nobody hears the voice of God, no matter how it's retold in stories, no matter what is said, and no matter if you agree with their beliefs or not. 
It just doesn't happen. Sorry if I'm ruining Santa Claus for you telling you this, but the religious fervor and dogma has been so strong for most of us from birth that we all believe we must choose a religious belief in life and that in that belief comes a set of rituals and doctrines. In those doctrines are words telling us what to do about our reproductive organs and with them, and those were written by men. If you want to dispute that, go ahead and name a church doctrine that was written by a woman. Don't worry, I'll wait. You might have specific sects run by women, but they use the doctrines of men to get their points across. That's just the truth. Many different psychologists, some I quoted in episode 11 regarding sexual mind control, illustrate that the person that controls your reproductive system controls you. Take a minute and think about it. Whether it's a stepmother, the in-laws, or your mima, telling us how to breed holds power. Telling us who to mate with does too. It's tied to our very identity of self. So forming a religion involves careful considerations about sex, and cult and religious leaders never leave it out. Why? Because these groups are all about controlling their members at the very core. Whether it's mild or suggesting roles of marriage, or if it's extreme and enslaving young children members sexually because God said, there is a spectrum and all religion is somewhere on the rainbow. But how about examining this? Take a second with me and imagine a religion that didn't have sex guidelines. Imagine Mormonism without a marriage requirement to get to heaven. No polygamy, no arranged marriage, no pedophilia. Imagine African voodooism with no forced genital mutilation of young women to keep them from being distracted by their sex organs. And by the way, some women die from this horrific procedure. Imagine paganism without picturing weird orgies coordinated with seasonal impregnation rituals. Religion and sex are wired and branded together across the world. How convenient. Religion will tell you what to do with your kids once you have them. How they should act sexually once they become mature. So it's generational. It's a lot of life control. Man has used religion to scare people into doing things using religious doctrine since time immemorial. You would think we'd have learned by now that it's not necessary. You'd think with our increased evolutional brain power, we'd have moved past this by now. But as a majority, we have not. The Frankie Files. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com Religious rituals are still being used worldwide to harm children and women. And I include men as children in that. It's very much not as talked about, but these young men are ritually abused. It's still a safe haven for perverts to get what they want. I've been following one such story in the news that involved many different locations in the world. The news is coming out about the carbon cult led by a man who was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. And it isn't pretty. According to 11alive.com, the Georgia cult, so named the Carbon Nation cult, is led by Nature Boy, a.k.a. Chief, a.k.a. Eligio Bishop. 
Bishop's philosophy includes having multiple wives so he can breed, with the goal of inbreeding. The wife who joined him from connecting online and traveling various places to meet him tried leaving after birthing their daughter. She got away on the fourth try. Whew. She sustained death threats, the withholding of her identity documents and credit cards. And I put more details about this at my column, frankietees.substack.com. The details are chilling. Eligio Bishop is now awaiting sentencing in Atlanta, but he went to several South America countries where he was kicked out. They even went to Hawaii where they were kicked out for not following protocol on COVID. Check out that story. Nexium is a sex cult that's pretty well known. By the way, check out a little bit culty podcast by two of the people that helped bring the leader of Nexium down. One who was branded to become basically a sex slave. The self-improvement professional cult mirrored some of Scientology ideas and funneled attractive Hollywood types into a sexual servitude ring, even branding them to show their commitment to the leader, Keith Rainier. Though it's not outwardly a religion, it behaves like one. Rainier is currently serving 120 years in prison federally for sex trafficking. Rainier is back in the news this week, and let me read the update on that now. A motion seeking a stay of the appeal for Keith Rainier was filed today by Rainier's attorney, Joseph Tully. The motion presents three reports from expert witnesses of new evidence of FBI tampering with a hard drive with digital photographs found on it and a camera card. The stay aims to provide time for the filing of Rule 33 motion seeking a new trial. Now, how do you think everyone who's been branded in that cult feels about him possibly getting released? I mean, the stress never stops once you're abused by these people, until, really, until they die or the cult itself dies. Just this week, another story came back in the news along the lines of extreme ritual and sexual abuse. The leader of the Los Angeles location of the worldwide Pentecostal church, La Luz del Mundo, had his lawyer attempt to get his case dropped. The judge in the federal case refuses to drop the case. Nassan Joaquin Garcia is facing 23 counts, including child rape, accused by the incredibly brave young woman, Sokeel Martin. Children as young as age nine were trained to dance for and touch the apostles, she said. That's the name they use for their priests. The accused also includes women in Garcia's family. The abuse was lifelong for the victim. She was tortured verbally, and rituals took place in front of the church congregation in a humiliating fashion to keep her spiritually afraid and under their grip. Letting their parents know this is required was part of the control to accomplish the sex slavery for years and years. The parents consented by means of religious threat that God wants this to happen. There is not an option to say no, their parents were informed. The parents were horrified and submitted. I'm mentioning a few talking points of this live-action nightmare story and covered it in writing at my new substack, frankietees.substack.com. I covered it because there were new developments to the story that started with Garcia's arrest in 2019. He's been in detention in L.A. since then, awaiting trial. 
The parents the story reveals were also in the inner circle as kids. This is generational sex slavery right in front of our eyes that's being uncovered in the church, which has locations in <laughs> astoundingly 50, 50 different countries. Oh, dear. Generational sex abuse. Garcia, the priest which they called Apostle, was one of the heads of the L.A. church and was picked up for it in 2019 when Martin came forward. What a brave soul. My heart goes out to Martin, having already waited three years for the horrors to come to light. She will have her day, though. A lot of us do not get that. Not only does it bring back my own trauma, it makes me realize what hogwash religion and sexual ritual abuse truly is. It's all make them up. Using spirituality to manipulate us cult kids sexually is only one means of sexual coercion. But it's extremely egregious. I was given an entire narrative over time, sold to me in increments, in a nonviolent way to get me to do what I did. There was also drugging and memory loss surrounding the sexual abuse at Morningland, now renamed the monastery in Long Beach, California. In the case of Luz del Mundo Church, it seems a violent approach was taken, having children born into sex slavery with the heavy hand of fear-mongering to get it done. It's all rape, though, guys. It's all rape. Making people do things they don't want to do sexually, using God or gods, is rape. Believing that another human has control over us sexually because they're an angel, prophet, healer, psychic, are all abuses of power, and it is still rape. And psychologists recognize that if an authority abuses his power, it's rape. Rape is all about power and humiliation to enable the abuser to steal power from someone, power they do not deserve and cannot access otherwise. So we're actually the power holders. As victims, we're actually the power holders. It's all about power and energy. Power and energy is real. What we do with the power and how we get it has consequences. I kind of wish that was a talking point in sex education. Let's call it critical sex theory. A lot of who we are as people is determined by what happens to us as we mature sexually. How our sex identity is even formed shapes us for the rest of our lives. So it's pretty important. That's well known in the psych industry and child development. But sorry, everyone has dropped the ball on this one. Let's stop there for a moment and hover. The truth is that religion has been responsible for placing a high price on virginity from way back. That goes back to breeding, controlling mating, I believe. If you look at this critically, it goes back to the worth of a woman as an object to be owned by a man. A hundred years ago, We were owned just like slaves. A wife could be beaten or raped at the man's discretion. Your worth as a woman devalues the moment you lose your virginity. Virginity has been commodified by religion. Society accepts this completely and uncritically. In the cult I was in, I was sat down and told I was special because I was a virgin. I was initiated with my twin sister into a special order with regards to us being virgins, a special name and a fantasy narrative about our reincarnation. This was over several years. We were paraded in front of the congregation as 
Hookers for Christ, she would say. Grooming was also in full effect over that time, and these stories were part of it. There is another priestess who is also still a virgin, so you need to get undressed and be with her. Ritual abuse. There will be a special initiation, and you will be together. It's a secret, though. It's very important that you not tell anyone about this. They always say that. I write about this coercion in my not-yet-published memoir. Now I look back and think, give me a flippin' break. I would never believe something like that now, but I was a kid. I was so young and impressionable. The future, me, would never believe such nonsense. Cult kids out there, I know you can match this story with your own. Always some concocted spiritual law or reason the adult gets to touch the kid because God said so. Hashtag because God. And this horrible story with La Luz de Mundo Church exemplifies how it all really goes and not covered by the news hardly at all while it's going on because it's religion. They get a whole system set up and people are treated like cattle trafficked into sexual slavery, all under the umbrella of religion. The trafficking is vital because it gives them new victims constantly. Fresh blood. The Frankie Files. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com So the next time you see a Jehovah's Witness in your town recruiting, take a moment. Realize they are helping traffic people into a cult which could involve sexual child rape. This type of information has just got to be blown wide open. No doubt, we are late in doing so. I even saw another extremist who was preaching on a YouTube video, either Sikh or Muslim, saying, to paraphrase him, that he's saying that God prefers anyone who prays. That if you rape kids and you do all your required daily prayer to God, you're a better person than the man who does not know God and does not rape children. He does not know God or pray, so you're better. You're better than that man because you pray. It's incredible what some people believe and how they justify their wrongs. Women abuse young people too. In my case, there were three women and one man involved in the years-long sex slavery. The audacity is there in a certain percent of humanity to abuse us in this way. I'd say you have an abhorrent appetite to destroy people before they can fight you off. Easy targets. How very desperate does that make you abusers? The courage of this woman, Sokeel Martin, is unparalleled. She's a person I want to watch. She's standing up for the generation of kids who would be abused next. I feel a similar obligation as the cult I was in still stands proudly at 7th and Molino in Long Beach, California. It's not large, though. Luz de Mundo Church has locations in 50 countries. The implications are astounding. And I do write a lot more about that at the Cult Madness column. Now, Sokeel's mother was a victim. Sokeel Martin's mother was a victim. And she is boldly standing up for what she believes is thousands of victims around the world. I'm sure Martin is doing this while in fear of her safety, too, because this is equivalent to a cartel, a huge organization that, like many churches and cults, act like a mob. The sad thing is we're disregarded as humans. The sexually abused in religious rituals are cast aside, despite the horror, really treated like mannequins to be fondled and gotten rid of. 
Society doesn't want to think about these kind of things. That's one of the problems. As I articulated in episode two, victim shaming is a pedophile-friendly narrative kept going by abusers and the rich and powerful so that a victim like this has very little place to be in the world once they're out of the immediate abuse. This is a big problem in society. It's literally allowed. Behind every one victim that doesn't stand up, there are hundreds that couldn't do so. I believe this is so in my case. I know at least one victim who can't stand up, my sister. I stand for her against our abusers, and I will not back down. How that will play out has yet to be revealed as I'm just getting started. I couldn't sit back any further knowing that my abusers have hurt so many after and before me, and they still are. The silence and lack of memoirs and lack of press around the monastery, Morningland, indicates to me they've successfully shut up everyone. Every gopi that was required to service the original founder, a large group of priestesses, every marriage broken, every child rape, all silent, and they've been around all over California since 1974. Every vasectomy that was required, every forced mating of the same sex if you were attracted to opposite sex. I need to reach some of those people. If you're out there, I really want to hear from you. I'm having to create my own platform to speak out, and so I am. To my abusers, I would say, what right do you have to target me for my virginity, being a twin and redheaded? What right did you have to turn me into a fetish doll for your amusement to disregard my orgasm? To create a sex servant in secret in the dark? To drop me out of high school behind my mother's back? To keep me from telling my mom I did that? To deceive me and keep me from flirting and dating boys? To force lesbianism on me? To groom me with some of the twisted movies I've ever seen? To have your way with me, to parade me in front of the church community as your property. Still red face from lesbian abuse. Nobody should have the disassociative experience that this created. Ritual abuse is based in religious fear, which paralyzes us. Or you would never have gotten near me. New reality check. Sex and religion are not compatible. It's too much power. Like the separation of church and state. We need the separation of church and sex. And it's time to reassess why it has always been a control narrative. It's truly one of the most intimate and sick ways to corrupt someone. Narcissists do it all the time. But I don't take for granted the gift it yielded. The wisdom to see right through religion. I know some who are indoctrinated cannot see through religion, but you should try. Manipulation using pious words needs to be stopped, and not just in the Catholic Church, in religion, in all spirituality, in every cult. You simply need to look at these fables as I am. See the fables as what they truly are, works of fiction. Even the Bible wasn't written while Jesus was alive. They expected an apocalypse, and when it didn't come, they said, oh, well, I guess we'll write stories about Jesus. Look into that. Young people and adults only go along with this stuff because they're afraid. Religious criminals use intimidation and fear to get what they want. 
How broken and pathetic are they? The abuse of power is just that, no matter what language they use. Society really needs to wake up to the horror. While I see people focusing on gender wars right now, I'm over here in my corner yelling that none of this stops the religious abuse of young people under the umbrella of religion. Freedom of religion does not mean freedom to abuse. Enough is definitely enough. As always, thank you so much for listening. Until next time. The Frankie Files. Cults, mind control, and sexuality in society. Follow me on Reddit at Frankie Tees and on Twitter at Frankie Tees for supplemental discussion. Join me on my new Substack at frankietees.substack.com, which covers timely news on cults, which there's a lot of. <laughs> it's going to shock you. The Frankie Files podcast is researched, written, recorded, and edited by me, Frankie Tees. The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com.